Good morning. It is Sunday, February 12th, and here we are, another podcast for Iconic Freedom, the formula, talking about accountability and responsibility, something that our world could probably use a lot of these days. Uh, Today, we're going to go into an interview uh, with a young lady who's really going to talk about some background of hers. Uh, being excommunicated from a church, finding her way uh, with her daughter, uh, moving across the country, and kind of uh, taking ownership of her life. It's a fascinating story. This is part one. Part two will be next week. Please enjoy. Anyway, so I I got excommunicated, and it was an, sort of a natural development, although I can't say I, I even made healthy choices for myself. To get to that point, regardless, they were my choices. <laughs> and uh, and be that as it may, I, I decided that I didn't want the whole religion thing anymore, even though it, it was a difficult break because my relationships were severed. I mean, once and for all, essentially, except for a couple exceptions. I, I'm including my, my parents. And, and family members that, that I was very close to, and other friends too. And I, and I didn't have any other friends <laughs> or family. And, and what family I did have, I was severed previously because they weren't in the church. So I have since developed uh, uh, some closeness to family members that I didn't know growing up. So I guess you could say I've made up for a lot of that thing. So and, and do, you, do you mind telling us what the the church was that you you were excommunicated from oh yeah it was jehovah's witness jehovah's witness okay yeah and um there's there was somewhat um their their beginnings were back in the 1870s they were offshoot of seven day adventist and it was during a a a resurgence of evangelicalism or what i want to call it back at that time there were many of those religions that were were that developed from then at that time. At any rate, um, so anyway, that's that's what I grew up in, and and I'm like I said, I'm fifth. I was fifth generation, so it was pretty pretty steeped. I, my family is very steeped in it. So at any rate, so when I, I when I finally was out of that, it was a difficult process because I didn't have any social structure or even people that were really close to me, except for a handful that I had met recently you know uh, during that time and um but i but i did decide i didn't want that i didn't want that because i wanted to live my own life and so essentially i the story as a story has it i did like i said i didn't make the smartest choices so i was in a couple relationships uh that were very unhealthy and um and they lasted a couple of years and um I decided that I wasn't going to have that anymore, and and I ended up being single for a long time. But I, that's when I really developed, I think, more than anything else, being alone, uh, except for my daughter, of course. And um, I, I guess you could say she was probably a a motivator in me wanting to make healthy choices because I wanted to be an ex- a good example for her, and I knew that I hadn't done that in that and at the time recent past. So. Um, so essentially, I went and got my education on it, and this all happened actually during my education, uh, going to the university um, and just working working my way through that, 
and um, getting rid of the the bad influences in my life through my healthier choices. So it was all helping, I know, for, for my daughter. And um, she's 32 now, and um, I'm so glad I did because <laughs> uh, she she has turned out to be a really good girl. Of course, she can take credit for all of her smart choices. <laughs> but, um, but yeah, it's, I, I guess the, 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 I guess you, as we talked before about a flashpoint, a flashpoint was essentially wanting to make better choices for my daughter and wanting for her to live her own life. And I knew that I had to take responsibility and accountability for my choices including relationships, you know, and being independent and working, you know, working, um, working at a, a job that was, would bring my life integrity, you know, and to be independent. So before your flashpoint though, did you, do you, do you feel like you had maybe some, uh, defense mechanisms that you were kind of maybe deluding yourself or? Absolutely. Yeah. <laughs> and, and I mean, do you, do you recall any of what that yes. looked like for you? Yes. Yes, I do. And I'll, I'll, this is a really very specific one. Um, I remember, and I was still in the church, and I was, quote, unquote, the single mother, and I cannot stand that term, um, <laughs> <laughs> the single mom. So I went ahead and um, applied for, applied and got accepted after a while for basically subsidized housing, right? And I, I allowed others to basically help pay for my for my living expenses essentially is what that happened what happened there and so I guess you could say well I've been paying into it right why can I do this so I guess you could say that's that's what that was a defense mechanism you know and I, I took advantage of other of the socialistic type things like food stamps and things like that when my daughter was really small and um, of course I, I realized I cannot do that I have to get I cannot allow myself to live off of others Mm. hard work and um so i did i i gave it all up i gave it up and uh i had i just had to pave my own way wow that's huge i think that is that is a really big one of course i have i have funny stories about that can i <laughs> can i tell one please absolutely <laughs> this is so funny during part of this time i ended up with a um a 1976 dodge station wagon complete complete with um, the the wood paneling oh side sides and the luggage rack, eight track tape, the whole thing, right? Oh, wow! And I, it was it was four hundred bucks, and um, I moved to Scottsdale to be close to my daughter because d- during all all the process of everything, my daughter ended up moving in with her dad, which was in Scottsdale. So I'm going well. I not only need to be out of this situation of. of being dependent on the government or the others taxpayers dollars i need i need to go get my own thing so i moved in uh, to an apartment that i could actually see her schoolyard and her classroom from where i was so i was so she had access to us and i was paying my own way at the same time so that that i felt and i do believe is a lot healthier um being a mother and also being independent so i drove that (laughs) that that big tank it was stuffed full of all my belongings right and i mean it even had the rocking chair and the luggage rack i can't you, <laughs> you got a beverly hillbilly thing going on yes. there oh it, i mean i just remember 
cracking up laughing just as I'm driving that thing out this way. <laughs> That's <laughs> fantastic. Anymore, but I guess I'm, uh, at, at any rate, I don't live there anymore. But uh, it, it was it's quite, quite a story, quite a story. Wow. I, I mean, I always get giggles. Uh, when I when I think about it, how how huge that car was, and and it certainly got me where I needed to go. So it was awesome. So I mean, so it's kind of interesting that um, you know you you kind of have this epiphany. Um, I mean, you become excommunicated from the church, but so what what was the you know what was the flashpoint for the church? I mean, how did that come about? Because you know, people don't just all of a sudden, you know, wake up one morning and go, you know, I think I'm going to stop believing what I believe. Exactly. And you, you know what? I have to, as far as that, that was more of a gradual thing, to be quite honest. Mm-hmm. Um, it, it wasn't until after I was out for probably a year or two before I realized that this, it's all BS. Mm. The, the religion, not just that religion, but the, the majority of religions are just an element of control, just like a bad cultish relationship would be. You can have a one-on-one, uh, a one-on-one relationship that's a cult, or you can have, or you can belong to an organization that controls you. Jim Jones, hello. Right. So, <laughs> you know, so... Um, that, that's what I realized at that time. And, of course, I did all kinds of reading. I mean, and I investigated other religions and that type of thing, too, and which was a huge no-no from where, as far as the dogma of where I came from. I mean, it's forbidden mm. <laughs> to do investigations and all of, of this and that. So I, I was, I guess you could say, the absolute rebel when it came to doing research into other things because... Um, it, it was forbidden, <laughs> right? Forbidden before, so and what I found out was, uh, at least for the time being, I was an atheist for a, a long time, and I read lots of Christopher Hitchens and Sam Harris and Ayn Rand and uh, uh, even uh, what's the guy's name? Uh, some philosopher, some philosophy things too. Sure. Um, that were I, I would even categorize it a little woo woo, and I can't even think of of the, of the names. Oh, uh, Wayne Geyer. I thought he was oh, really yeah. good. Oh yeah. I thought he was very good, and I think he's actually was. I sadly he's passed, but I think he was actually a, a, a religious guy too. But so um, I have since have become agnostic because I don't know, and um, I don't I don't want to leave. I don't want to be so. Uh, stubborn that I won't consider any evidence if that makes sense no it totally makes sense uh I I used to have a conversation with my father all the time and we'd get off the phone and right before he'd always ask me if I'm still atheist and I'd just be like no dad I'm I'm agnostic like you are and you know (laughs) he would say my dad was devout catholic I mean he would go to latin mass and yeah. uh, he was just like, I- I'm not an atheist. And I go, I said, well, you are agnostic. And he's like, no, I'm not. And I go, well, you are. I just go one more God than you. <laughs> yeah. you know, I was like, you've, you've made kind of that choice. So so you, you moved to a place, I think, in your life you mentioned before where you kind of questioned absolutely everything. Yeah, yeah. And I haven't stopped. <laughs> which is great. Which is great, yes. right? It's always good. Um that's I think that is part I, I know a lot of people are uncomfortable with 
not having something rock solid or whatever. Sure. But I'm more comfortable not knowing because that that is gives you endless possibilities. Well, and life is a path of one, right? Yeah. Yes. I mean, it, it truly is. So, so, uh, so you you moved to a place where you were questioning everything. You you no longer had beliefs. You you had observations. Yes. And so then, I mean, did you find that you had you know some emotional like was there any anger, bitterness, anything like that oh, yeah. was was coming up for you? Oh yes, lots of lots of uh, I guess you could say even some anger issues or. or or, uh, or bitterness, and I uh, because my family dis- disowned me. I mean, I was good as dead, mm. essentially. And especially my parents, and I, and I, I just can't. I still can't understand that. But although I'm not bitter anymore, <laughs> I understand. Uh, thankfully, because um, that that just hurts me, you know. And I don't want to be bitter. But as the years have gone by, I'm able to accept the fact that my parents my mom has passed now but i i choose to and i i choose to remember mainly or folk i'll say focus more on the the good stuff the positive things that my mom and dad both taught me and were good examples for you know the hard work ethic and being a good neighbor and just basically a good human being and that's that's certainly a conversation that I have had with my mom because she because when I would drop my daughter off to to because I didn't want to I can't believe you're an atheist oh she would just go on and I go and mom I'm a better Christian now than I was before <laughs> right you know because now I choose to be a good person and thank you for the example you know <laughs> well and, and and basically you're no longer image building right you don't exactly. need you don't need to image build to say you know uh, I want people to see me as a good person. You are a good person, you know, and that mm-hmm. comes from from within, right? And uh, yes. it gets the expression yes. is outside of us that way. But uh, for so for so many people in religion, you know, they're always trying to be something that they're really yes. not, and often oh. and oftentimes they're trying to you know, signal, you know, virtual virtue signal, yes. you know, uh, the, the, the person that they want to be rather than trying to be that person. Yeah. And, and that is so true with, I mean, my parents were image builders for sure. I mean, in fact, that's a, one of their, their dogmas or their, one of their tenets is that they seem to care so much about what others thought of them, you know, and, and of course, being a true cult, they, they had to do things so differently, you know, uh, their language and, and, and the way they ran the life, if you know what I'm saying. But sure. Uh, and, that, and that was part of their image building, too, you know, uh, at, at any rate. And you're exactly right. No longer image building. And but as far as no longer being bitter, I guess I've just accepted the fact that. Um, my, my father is still with us, and, and he's a, a, a decent person. I mean, he's a good man. But um, I, I've accepted the fact that he is what he is. Sure. That's all. And um, I, do, I do call him now and then just to, as a wellness check because I love him. You know? Sure. And that's, that's about it. 
So do you think that uh, being able, so you mentioned about the bitterness and, you know, those kinds of things. Do you think that it was through the ownership of your own choices that it just kind of, after a while, that bitterness, you know, uh, just kind of dissipated because you realize, well, you know, I made choices in the face of all of that. Right. Because I knew what was going to happen. I mean... Well, I, I knew it, the the separation or or the um, what do they call it? If I didn't go back, nothing would change with them. You know, right? I would still be I would still be the black sheep and can't associate with me. So I knew that wouldn't change. So I guess you could say I guess you could say yes. Although I had never coupled the two together as far as taking accountability for that choice. I mean, it was a direct choice because I've had plenty of opportunity to, to, to go back. Right. Sure. And, and, um, heck I still do for that matter. But, um, but I, I, but it would be, it would, it would be such a compromise. I, you know, I just can't do it. And I know, I know people who've done it where they faked it so they could have their family. Sure. Which, which is just another choice. Right. Right. And I, I just couldn't do it. And that's no judgment on them. I mean, if that's what they wanted to do, that's fine. But I just didn't have any energy or desire to basically be two-faced, you know? Sure. It wasn't, it just wasn't going to happen. So, yeah, I guess you could say that's a definite part of it. Because I do know that um, what was going to happen if I never go back, for sure. And I'm a much more... I mean, I'm just a, a independent person now, you know, and and moving forward and in really some, I think, amazing ways. <laughs> and that's going to do it for today. Uh, a couple of shout outs. Uh, one to my friend John, whose birthday is February 15th. I know this will embarrass you, so happy birthday. Uh, also to my second subscriber, Dan. I love you for that. Thank you so much. Uh, my mother, uh, her birthday is tomorrow, February 13th. Uh, had she been around, uh, <laughs> I'm sure she would have loved this podcast. Uh, but happy birthday, Mom. Hey, give a thumbs up and uh, subscribe if uh, you are so inclined to do so. Check out any of the links below for Twitter, Truth Social, all that kind of good stuff. And I will see you here next week.